Network, a podcast designed for women working in financial services and financial technology. I'm Cheryl Brown, Chief Engagement Officer at Females and Finance. I'm also an international speaker on social and digital marketing, too. On The F Word, you'll meet leaders in the community, as well as learn more about recruiting, training, advancing, and retaining quality female talent. Let's take a listen to today's episode. This is season one, episode three, and today we're going to be speaking with someone I not only call uh, a community member in the females in finance arena, but she is my friend. Pam Drozwicki is a business and life coach for financial advisors, as well as the author of a beautiful book called Hashtag Nugget. So if you look it up for Hashtag Nugget, it's a 28-day discovery to uh, self-awareness. I really, really am excited about talking with you today, Pam, so thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. I'm excited too. For those of you that are listening, we also have a video. Hold up your book. I love this book. Here it is. All right. So I've actually, um, you already know that I've read the book. So anybody who's on the call really needs to read the book as well. It's amazing. Um, One of the things I like to do is be transparent with the listeners because so many people try uh, to ask me, you know, you know, where did you meet so-and-so and how do you know so-and-so and she's cool and many of them you know are I've met along the way you know and it's funny because I know that you and I met because of some common friends in the financial service business yeah right mm-hmm. and so you used to work in a financial service office of Ian Freeman yes and, I did yes and Ian is one of those people that when I think of like the top 10 people that I respect in financial services. He's always there. He's actually my insurance agent. (laughs) Yes, he is. I always feel like he's the insurance agent of the stars. He would never say that. (laughs) I'm going to say it for him when he listens to this. Right. (laughs) And, um, and I will never forget, uh, I met him through because I worked at a you know organization that he was a part of as well. But one of the things I think that got me about Ian and I'm sure for you as well is that he, doesn't, he's not caught up in who you are and where no. he's meeting you right where you're at. And he really does care about how can I help you? And that's so, it's crazy in financial services because we all have these niche target markets that we talk about. I'm, I'm one of them as a business strategist, right? I tell people you need to have a market, but mm-hmm. yet, um, if he, you know, he handles the life insurance needs for my family and he, um, I have to tell this beautiful story because it's about my daughter. And okay. my daughter, Farah, is uh, getting ready to turn 24. And she has this delicious little girl. Her name's Roya. You've seen <laughs> Or we call her Boogie. Affectionately call her Boogie. And Boogie, um, when, Farrah, when I guess when Boogie must have been about six months old, she came to me and said, what happens if I pass away? You know, like what happened? I mean, that's a big thought for someone at 21. It sure is. You know, she's a single mom and she says, mom, what happens to me if Boogie passes away? And I said, of course I would take care of her or your brother will take care of her. And I said, but you really need life insurance to help with that. I mean, that's such an enormous expense. Mm -hmm. And so um, when that time came, I introduced her to Ian and Ian picked up the phone. This is a man who works on multi-million dollar deals. Mm Mm-hmm calls my daughter, has him introduced to other people in his office as well. And, you know, he 
got her insurance put in place. And she took a picture of Roya laying on her policy. And she oh, sent it to Ian. That's awesome. Right. And so and it's something she keeps in her, uh, it, so when you look in her little folder, because we got her set up for all of her, you know, her expenses and her, the, she's trying to be like responsible at 24, That's especially being awesome. a single mom. She has this picture of Roya laying on this insurance policy. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of man he is, the person he is and the, you know, and the people like you that come from his office. So this speaks volumes to who you are too, Pam. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, I, I had the pleasure of working with him for 28 years, 28 years. Yes. We built, you know, I started with him when he was about a year and a half in the business. So we really built an amazing practice together and he is truly really good at what he does and um he does he does really enjoy helping people feel safe yeah he does and he was very encouraging of you going into this next space that we're going to talk a lot about today um, because it, it and when you and i met um i think lori his wife, yes, the one, so yes. Lori Friedman, yes. Uh, so shout out to her because I worked with her at a previous place, and most people know Lori because she's mm-hmm. you know, very prevalent as well as Ian in that in that protection space, right? Yes. But I don't think what um, I accounted for during the time that you and I spent on the phone that you have such a natural disposition as a coach that when the very first time we started talking, I felt comfortable enough talking to you about my recent divorce Mm -hmm. because that's when we had yeah right and you um I remember it's funny how you remember certain things I remember exactly where I was standing in my house I remember um how I felt how you made me feel and you Mm -hmm. made me feel valued and you made me feel that you just immediately gave me tools to help me start to move forward because I was at the very beginning stage of that if you recall like you were very, it was fresh. It was really, really fresh. I love the word fresh because bitter sounds so awful, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was really a bitter. It, right. I love that word fresh. It, it's a nice <laughs> positive spin to it. Right. But it was, it was a really fresh period of time in your life. It was brand new. It was very brand new. And I was always mm-hmm. grateful for that time. And, and so I think that certain, you know, family and friends or people you meet along the way, right? And I felt mm-hmm. like you were right there and met me exactly where I needed to be in that moment. And I just, I just loved you. So I want to honor that right off the bat. You were just, I've said it before and I'll keep saying it again, you were amazing. <laughs> In a Thank time you. So then you were kind enough to send me your nugget book. Yes. Right after that. I actually went through every 28, all 28 days of the exercises. So for those of you listening, when you go through the book, each, each exercise is a day. Yes. And, and you, you need to take the time. Don't try to you know, work through two exercises at a time. You work through the exercise for that day and you marinate in it. Um, It's very simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And it made me get real with myself on some things that I struggle with then and even today. Um, And I recognize those things more readily. And I highly recommend anyone on this call, you know, listening, male or female, uh, to get the book 
we'll make the link available to them just so you know when the, when this Absolutely. Part, the podcast notes, but go through the exercises because you ask questions in a way that makes you kind of stop and go, huh, I never thought about it like that. And it was much <laughs> like our very first call when you're calling me kind of like, hi. And then I'm like, hi, let me throw up on you about my entire personal life. Blah, 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 blah. I did because you were just made it that natural. So the book is amazing. What led you to write the book? I mean, how, talk me through the process of how you left working in Ian's office and got there. Okay. That, my pleasure. So, um, of course, being in Ian's office for 28 years, I truly thought that I was going to retire in the insurance industry. Um, and then at one point I became, um, chief operating officer of his insurance firm. And I had hired a coach to help me along um, in building my confidence because I had started there as a pool secretary, right? And I really worked and got licensed and did everything I needed to do to move forward to help Ian grow a profitable business. So I hired a coach and in working together, it all comes down to Cheryl is like, what, what is your purpose? And that's part of what this book helps you find is the self-discovery of what your purpose is. Now, it's not that I didn't enjoy working in the office. Yeah. It just, things started getting uncovered that, wow, I have a lot of life experiences like you, right, that I have been through throughout my life, um, several. And I just feel that I was able to maybe give back a little bit more. And I found that by starting Powerful Purpose, it was my way to help other people feel connected and live their life on purpose and not driven by those circumstances that so many of our lives get driven by, right? We, it, it could be year five and you look at it like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? But you keep on going because of the circumstances inside your life. So I started writing positive nuggets every day. I call them nuggets and it's my daily nugget, right? My nugget of the day. And they're little motivational, inspirational tips. So I'm the type of person that sets goals and, you know, benchmarks, that is my definition of success. Now, everybody has their own different def definition of a success, but mine was, by the time I was age 50, I'm whispering 50, I wanted to publish a book, <laughs> okay? Me too. Um, <laughs> so I had started a book, and it was, a, a lot had to do with my previous marriage. And, um, I was almost done with the book and I had decided the purpose had changed. It had shifted and I didn't believe at that time was the right time to publish that book. So I decided, all right, well, I still have this goal that I want to reach. So I was thinking, oh, I write nuggets every day of inspiration and it's, and the work I do is part of it is about self-discovery and building confidence. Why don't I take what I've done or the concept of it and let's put it into a book that's simple enough for people to read and take action 
for their self-discovery. So that's, that's basically where the nugget book came from. And every day you have a nugget, that positive motivational tip, and then I give you that challenge question. Okay, how can you align yourself with that positive nugget to learn about yourself better? Yeah. yeah. And people think, and I, and I want people to understand that are listening that I am not a supporter of um, the fooey bluey motivation crap, right? I just am not. You'll know, write mm-hmm. it on your, I, I'm just not. I, I'm about work. Like if I did the, you know, I am, if you were to look at my love language, (laughs) my love language score, it's acts of service, number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I like to see action. I am about action. And so for me, I like the book because there's actionable education. I'm a, I've said that before, even, even on my blog, be a person of action. That's how my takeaway is on my blog, be a person of action. Mm-hmm. And so um, to, to that point, I love the fact that you give exercises and it's one of the reasons why I want people to honor each of them every day and not try to work through multiple. Spend the time, take a month. You got, I mean, my gosh, you spend more time planning a vacation. Take exactly. a month in your life. And this is your life. And the thing is, is that we, we deserve that. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to really focus on ourself. And that's what that nugget is, is that's all about just giving yourself time to focus because it seems, you know, people look at the book initially and they kind of flip through and they see a lot of blank pages because it's where your thoughts go. And they're like, oh, I got this. And then they read that day number, the day number one, right? And (laughs) day number one, it, it hits you right in the face, overcome your fears. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the one thing you fear in taking this journey and making changes? That's a big question. Yeah. And it, it really takes, is. It takes time to sit and really think about that. And talking about action is I gave you a spot for a year later to go back and do that book again. Yeah. So you could Which speak- is on my my intentions for 2019. Is it's, to do it again. See how you have grown in those oh, certain areas. Yeah. And I'll, if anything, for me, the takeaway after I completed the journey of the book was it gave me permission to be strong where I'm typically not. And I mm-hmm. feel like now today, I feel a lot better of saying, you know, delegating, which is I'm terrible at delegating. You're getting but, better. But I am getting better because you see me ask for help now. Yes. And I know that sounds absolutely crazy to some people who are very good delegators, but for those of us who that is a a huge struggle because my fear when I was writing it down was I don't want people to see me as weak. And I think one of my big exposures of getting divorced was I'm alone. Mm -hmm. I have to make every decision by myself. People are going to see me whenever I fall because I don't have anybody to hide behind. It's just me. Right. Even saying that, you can see my shoulders getting like tight up against my ears. I'm like, I don't like that. And that's one of my biggest fears is exposing what I don't do well to people and having to say, you do this really well. Will you help me? 
Because that sounds so... And yet, one of the things I know that you've been really good about saying to me over the years now is that, would I say that to somebody that I loved? Would you say... Would you, I mean, if they said that, I mean, that's crazy. I would help somebody that I, if you called me today, Pam, and said, I need help. I'd be like, Absolutely. I got it. Right. Absolutely. But why we don't, we don't give ourselves permission. No, we don't. And a lot of times because we think um, asking is a sign of weakness mm-hmm. and it really asking for help is a sign of strength. And in part of the, in the book, I talk about your dream team and creating those people around you that elevate you, that give you that permission and confidence to go to them and say, Hey, I need help with this. And they don't, they're not judging you because you're asking for help. Yeah. So that's with this book and the journey that we go through, um, is really, really big because it, it sets the tone of who you are and how you're showing up. Yeah. It helps you show up better. Like it a, does. I, and I have to tell you, I watched a TED Talk very recently about stop trying to be a good person and start being a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the subtlety of the words there, because the very first thing I hear about people, especially working in the females and finance space, right? Right. Oh, I hear people say, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm not challenging whether you're a good person or not. Right. You're a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. And I right. love that. And I think that's what your book does is it challenges us just to be a better version of ourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, so, absolutely. Because we're not here, we're not here to judge anybody or even to judge ourselves. That is, that's not our place to do yeah. that. Our place is to be the best version of whoever we could be. Yeah. Absolutely the case. And I believe our talents are given to us to give to other people. Um, they are not to be hoarded for ourselves. No, not so at all. Anything that you're good at should be a communal thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something I, I, I think. And I, it's funny because I, I, I see that become ever present in my adult life. Every time I give away the things that I'm good at, the give back is insanely high. So, and your book is just, like I said, from a purpose perspective, I know that you uh, are very active in the females and finance community on Facebook. And I really appreciate what you share with the other women when you talk to them. And I think it's great. Why Mm -hmm. do you think that the book is impactful, maybe specifically to the women in that space? Because I think sometimes we get into, especially in that space, being who we think we should be, right? Mm-hmm. Because of what people around us are telling us how we should be. And does that make sense? Yeah. And it's, well, and I, I correlate it to so an Adri Miller Heckman, who's somebody I hugely respect. And she's so many times the age that I am, I'm trying, I spend a lot of my years trying to be a man. Mm-hmm. as a woman, but trying mm-hmm. to be a man in that space. And anymore today, I love the young women coming through financial services because they're so themselves. They just need to have the guidance and the mentoring of the seasoned women without <laughs> the behavioral baggage that comes with what we learned because we have to unlearn that. And I think your, your book talks to that point a lot is unlearning. It does. It, it taught because it opens up 
gates in our mind about who we think we are versus who we really are. And we know once we show up and we're being authentic is when the abundance comes, but we have to be vulnerable enough to allow ourselves to be authentic and know that the best version of ourself is enough. So that's a lot of work I do with my clients is having them understand that I am enough is three huge words to say to yourself every single day. And going through the nugget book helps you get to that point that you're comfortable enough to say, I am enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having, like you you sort of touched on it before about having those people, those support people, I call them my, my personal advisory board, my, yes. my, my five team. Yeah. So, you know, and, um, I think they can help you if they know that this is what you're working towards and this is why having a coach, right. Having someone like you, right. Knowing what they're working towards, not so much that you're there rah-rah, but you're there to, you're there to navigate. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember one of the questions that you said to me after, so when we first talked and I was just fresh on the divorce and then many, many months later, you and I had a conversation and I remember you asking me, you know, are, are how you're feeling, is it, is it in alignment with what you thought, you know, where, where you were going to be headed? Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. And I, and at first it kind of sounds foo-foo, right? You're like, who cares? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a second. I do say yes to a lot of stuff. I did. I, and I, I, I'm very honest. I told people I got really, I love Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. I love you, Shonda Rhimes. I do. <laughs> you were here. I hug you. <laughs> but I did a year at yes. <sighs> I got to be honest. I want to do a year at no. <laughs> I got to, I need to back off, right? And so I think to that point, I think it also talks about some of the challenges that women face today, right? Whether it's personal, professional needs. And, you know, you and I have had discussions about the word balance. I know that Andy Frazier from My Worth, she says, there is no balance. There's only harmony. Mm-hmm. And what's, what her balance is going to look different from mine to yours, which I love. Yes. And we have to get out of this idea that at the end of the day, that, and this is a financial service thing. People hear me when I say this. We are not a profit law statement. No. We don't no. have to come back where the numbers match. Okay. We don't. That's right. We have to stop thinking about that. And we have to start thinking about it as, some days you're going to have really big deposits in the bank, your emotional mm-hmm. bank, and some days you're going to have deficits. And as long as there's harmony into how that worked, mm-hmm. it it's, it's goes back to the scale doesn't tell your health, the profit loss doesn't always tell the story, and right. we have to quit trying to find balance because it's all BS. It doesn't exist. It is. And that's why I, I talk about it being integrating between, you know, your, your, your life, your personal life and your work life for your career life, like that integration between the two. It's a, it's a puzzle. We have to make sure the right pieces fit in order for it to all work. And when you're on a balance beam, you don't just walk straight, right? You have to have your arms out yeah. for 
Correct. You know, I mean, other than if you're an Olympic professional, even right? they, even they are correcting. They're just got awesome core muscles. Exactly. I have them too. They're just, they're just tucked in behind some nice little fat there. Exactly. I'm so just think of that walking the balance beam with your arms out. You, you need to fluctuate your arms in order to walk on that straight line. Yeah. So it's, it's not always straight. So knowing what you you truly need to take inventory and and in the book it talks about this too is taking inventory to all your yeses <laughs> what are all your yeses and take inventory of that and say to yourself okay how many of these yeses truly fit my purpose of in my life and in my business because in the financial world we could get bogged down with um, doing all these different things because of compliance and everything else that goes on in that world, right? But if we sit there and we think and say, okay, this is my inventory. This is what my purpose is. I'm going to spend my time working on my purpose and I'm going to allow my dream team to pick up the other pieces that don't align with what I'm good at or what my purpose is. Yeah. And I think that that's so incredibly valuable. And part of for me is um, as I've come, you know, more than a year, almost a year and a half later since mm -hmm. you know, the and, and I and I have a very wonderful, special someone in my life every day. Just saying that I'm able to exhale. Wonderful, it is, and it's not. Every, it's not for everyone, and I get it. My construct is that. I like having that team, you know, and having, I like it. And there's other people who don't. And I respect that as well. For me personally, see, and this is where I used to get caught up in the, in my head around, oh, I can't say that. I can say that. I need that person. You can say that. Yeah. And you show up so much more authentic and people will, um, they'll, they'll connect with you so much better. It's the same thing with me when I found my husband, my second, my second husband, who's, who is truly my soulmate. And I wouldn't have been able to make this journey as easily if I wasn't with him because he allowed in the sense of stepping up his career in order for me to build my business. Right. Um, so finding that alignment and just saying, yes, I do need somebody but saying, no, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so my balance is different today than it was a year and a half ago absolutely. when we were, you know, freshly talking and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was a little crazy and I'm so <laughs> well, life was changing immensely as you know it. Right. Yeah. And that's good or bad when people, when we have life changes, um, like, like me switching careers, right. At, at 50 years old for 28 years. And, and having a good, uh, an amazing journey there to starting my own business. Yeah. Life, life just gives us the um, changes in the road and having the map to navigate, which is your purpose, it's easier to follow that path. Yeah. And the exercises, I will also say this too, that the exercises help you figure out the road signs along the way. So yeah. now when I go into things... I, I, so here, I'm going to admit something. I'm a professional speaker. I get up on stage. I speak to tens of thousands of people every year. I am paid to be an extrovert. Mm -hmm. I, in my real life of who I am 
And one of the reasons I love Daryl so much is he gets that I am really an introvert. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being home on a Friday night. Right. And watching Netflix or whatever and just letting me soak into my spot with my cats and him and, mm-hmm. you know, and then, but you're paid to get up on stage. So you become an ambivert, if you will. Right. Right. And right. so that book, your book through the exercises gave me the permission to say, I, I'm really not an extrovert, <laughs> you know? I mean, it almost still, it's like, I almost still can't say it because I feel like I'm letting people down because you're, I'm a speaker. I love speaking. I'm very good at it. I get up on stage and I'm great. Yes. But it's this moment of my life that I do that. Do I want to do it for eight hours a day? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And, your, and your book gave me permission to be really real with myself and quit trying to sell myself as an extrovert and say, you know what? I got to be honest. <laughs> right. Not for me. No. And then admitting that is less exhausting. Actually, once you get yeah. get past the fear of saying that, <laughs> and that um, sounds crazy to say, because it sounds like something sound very very small. But when you do what I do for a living, to say to somebody, I'm actually not very extroverted. I just happen to be a very very good at getting up, being in the moment, and present with the three hundred, five hundred, three thousand people in the room. Right. And as soon as I'm gone. You see me, I'm up against the wall in the back and I can't even sit in the middle of a... Yeah, a, you're not mingling or whatever. Right. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You know, like that's one of the most difficult things, challenges for me. But you go through exercises in the book that says, okay, this really is you. So I, I'm, I'm personally grateful for it. So I that's hope... Wonderful. Thank oh, you. And I want people to, to honestly, uh, to, to check that out. What about the men? Do you have men who read your book? Um, how they benefit from it with their staff or themselves, et cetera? Absolutely. I have had a couple of, well, several men read the book, which was interesting um, because of the butterfly on the front of the cover is my, well, you know, my, my color, I love, I love pink and that is my logo. So hello. Yeah. You know who you're talking to. I love me some pink. Pearls are, you know, who I am. But, um, but that's another thing is, you know, that's who I am. But uh, to me, it's a sign of strength as a woman Mm -hmm. to love pink and pearls, but be able to like this morning go and I do corporate workshops Mm -hmm. and I went and facilitated a corporate workshop where half of the men, half of the people in the room were men, men, right? So I love working with men too, as much as I do women, it's, it's different, but I, you know, different personality styles. So with the book, it's been awesome to talk to the men that go through the book yeah, because there is some really deep questions that they said to me, you know what? I probably would have never thought of that until I saw it in front of me. And, you know, and I'll give you something else as a, as a cross-reference to that. Mm -hmm. So Daryl would say something like his response might be, he's, he would, he would process it the same way and say, I didn't think about it. But then he also thinks about that question and me having to answer it as a woman. Interesting. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? So he'll look at me sometimes and he'll say, huh, I didn't think of it like that. It was you 
articulate it that way mm-hmm. and, and vice versa for him. So I'm, I'm at such a better place now of being able to stop because I remember, for example, uh, not that long ago, I don't know, I put something in the, in the closet or whatever, doesn't matter. But he, I, I said something, I guess I was talking and I said something and I heard him say, stop, did you hear what you just said? And I'll turn around and I was like, what? And he repeated what I said and it sounded awful. And it wasn't awful, but it, but he took it that way. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't think you realize when you said this, this is what it sounded like. And now going through what I've gone through and doing the exercises in your book, I stop and I can hear it from his perspective now. And I go, mm-hmm. well, it didn't sound, I said, well, you, and, and Pam, you know me, I am not a mean person. No, no. Not at all. <laughs> like, I don't think, I no. honestly, no, I feel no. really confident that my body. eulogy, no one's going to say she was awful. No, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I no. really work hard at trying to be nice. Yes. And to hear my words back. But because I went through the exercises, I now stop and listen about things from different perspectives and I hear things back. And it, some of it's age, yeah, you know, when you get to a certain yeah, some point. Some of it comes with the wisdom of being, yes. But some of it was, more of it was just the purpose part of it. And I know Absolutely. that my purpose is to be nice. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing is going through that. So it, I've had a teams use the book too, um, where then they discuss their answers to the questions. Mm-hmm. And now mm. everybody understands the personality style of who they're dealing with. So now if one person looks at something differently than the other, they could understand better why that person might be showing up like that. Yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's a really powerful tool in this tiny little paperback. I know. It's <laughs> really, I know. I want to make sure people don't realize that you're not, this isn't worn peace. Okay. No. You're talking no. about a, how many pages is it? Uh, it is. It's not even two hundred pages. No, no, no. With my with my little introduction and about me page and stuff like that, we're talking one hundred and thirty three pages. Yeah, this is a s- small book, but powerful in the exercises and how you put everything together. You know. Yes. So. Um, I have to say this for the people listening. You just used the squirt bottle for the. That was the cat. This that was time. the cat. I heard it. I think it's great. That's all right. Shadows. I know some people might think it's mean, but it's my, when you work from home, yep. you have to come up with right different techniques and especially oh. because I do my, most of my coaching is on zoom yeah, with clients. That's so, I so when you have dogs barking and cats meowing, it's okay because that's life. Yeah, but we're recording and we're having fun, so <laughs> that's all yeah. right. If people, if people, anybody who's done a Zoom with me knows that Shadow usually is sitting right here with his head because he wants to like get in there too and be like, "Hey, girl." Hey, I know. And it's like, get down. So I thought that was so funny. I heard the little meow. I know. Um, but no, so I'm glad that the men are getting it. We're going to shift gears a little bit because you've also gone into uh, a new venture. I think it was 2017 that you did. You started a new event planning venture. Maybe it was a little earlier than that, but no, I think it was you're 2017. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. We, we started planning it in 2017 and our first event was January of 2018. Yeah. Exactly. So can you yeah. tell us a little bit about what you're doing there with the event planning and how that came to be? Absolutely. It's so exciting. So 
Um, the power of networking is amazing. And um, I was, I, I coached and was networking with this, this woman that owns a, a web, web design company. And she, she's quite, she's younger. <laughs> um, and she came to me and she asked me, you know, would you be interested in partnering up with doing some kind of conference to empower women? And I was like, well, let's talk about that since it's, it's one of my passions, right? So we sat down and we started planning it in August of 2017. In January of 2018, we launched our first event. Wow. And the company's name is called The Art of Showing Up. Love it. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds. So our first event, we had, um, we had it's intimate. We had about 50 women. And it was held at a beautiful hotel out here in Connecticut. And we had speakers and we brought a lot of our own community in to help build the event. So as we were, the event was going on, it was so successful. And we said, okay, our next event is going to be January of 2019. Um, they're like, no, why are you waiting that long? This was so amazing. We want another one before that. So Stephanie and I sat down and we decided, okay, we'll do another one. And it was the art of showing up, but it was called the art of showing up um, of the art of networking. So our second event was the art of networking. And we actually had enough people to, you know, in hotels where you could have three rooms. Yeah. We broke the wall down on our second room, our second one. And we had 80 people between the two. So every year it keeps on growing. Our sponsors are bigger, but we were getting a lot of um, inquiries about how are you running such an amazing event? You keep, you keep it, um, you keep it moving. You have a lot of different things than normal conferences or empowering workshops or conferences have. How do you do this? So we sat down and we developed a plan. So now we're able to help other people in different industries run the art of showing up. Now, they could call it the art of showing up spot for lawyers or financial services or whatever, or they put their name on it, right? And then it's, it says- Powered their by, yeah. Powered by the art of showing up. And we come to you and we help you design how many sponsors you need? What's the agenda look like? We do all of the back work for you um, because it's been so successful. So now this next event is the artist showing up. Power and, and the topic this year or in 2019 is the art of storytelling. Mm. So the whole conference is going to be all about creating your story. Who are your characters? in your story what chapter are you in right now and we have an amazing platform speaker coming in uh valerie gordon and she mm. is she owns her own business and her business is called commander in she <laughs> isn't that awesome i do like that oh of so course i like that <laughs> it, it's really it's beautiful and what i love about it is that we pick a charity that we are going to um 
focus on during our event. So last year we had a charity. So anything extra that we raised went to that charity. This year we pick a different charity and we try to keep local small charities that could really use the help. Um, and we have raffles and wow. right now we're running a special. If you sign up for the event between December or I don't know when this is going to air, but one of the things we do is give five $5 off every ticket goes to the charity of choice. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a nice um, way to get back. It is because that is what I'm all about. Yeah. That's powerful purpose. My, my coaching business, yep. the artist showing up, um, I'm all about the give back. So I know there's one thing I have to add to this because for anybody listening to the call, as a, somebody who's a professional speaker, I like to just show up to events. Yeah. I show up, check in, they give me my badge, the speaker, I'm prepared, I speak. All the audio, visual, I don't want wor to worry about that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about that stuff, you know. And I, it's funny because I've heard some speakers come back and say, I had to hook up my own thing. I, and I look at them like, what are you? What? What? <laughs> you know, like, no. no, 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 no. That is no, that's not how you run an event. And so event planning is not for the faint of heart. There are so many details. And I have to say this too, because it's, I'm totally telling on myself. <laughs> I had to, you and I had this conversation. I'm going to, and I'm going to tell on myself. I had to help put stuff together for an event for a financial service firm that I work with. And I'll never forget the day that I had a full complete meltdown over. Here I go. I don't care about carpet. I don't yeah. even know. Why are we putting carpet on top of carpet? I don't care. I like, remember this conversation. Yes, I, had I, do. I was yes. like, like I was looking at this list of stuff and I'm going, this is what people worry about. Cause I just show up to events. Mm -hmm. It's what I do. I don't plan events. So what kind of client bit truly benefits from the services that you provide? Because I'm also going to tell you this, if you've worked in financial services for 30 years, which you did, mm -hmm. you've been to your fair share of conferences. Yes. You have had probably to plan, especially knowing Ian. Oh, had to that was part of my plan. job. Yeah. You have, events, yeah. This isn't yeah. like one day you woke up and said, oh, I'm going to be an event planner. It's not no. that. So no. I want people to be very clear on this. This is stuff that you have already been doing and you with the behavioral coaching and stuff that you're doing on the purpose, you really are able to meet people and say, what are you trying to create? What kind of mm -hmm. environment? Because one of the things that I will tell you with the, uh, that I would like to see more of at conferences. And you and I had this conversation as well. Um, I feel like when you go to a conference, I love the breakouts. That's fine when you we have that shift of space of time where you can go visit with sponsors or talk or network. There's just not enough places for introverted people to go and breathe. To just, to just breathe, exactly. Yeah. And so I, I remember telling you on the phone one day, I literally will go to a place in the, in the hotel Mm -hmm. as far away as possible. Like I will be in a corner. I'll literally be laying my face into a corner with <laughs> my lap or my phone trying to check my email. And there's always that extroverted person who has to come and stand right next to you. <laughs> and wah, 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 wah on their phone. The magnet. I'm like a magnet for them. And I'm like, seriously, like I'm trying to become the wallpaper. 
I'm literally trying to go away. And so I wish more conferences and, you know, and event planners would recognize the need for people. And especially I think in financial services where we tend to be much more analytical, mm-hmm. we tend to have to go in, saturate information, and then we go back and then we do this. Sure. Yeah. We have to sit there and, and think on it. Right. And we have yeah. to debrief ourselves to some degree. Mm-hmm. And so I know that you were very sensitive to that because you were like, absolutely, this is something that you've already recognized. And I think that when you talk about, you know, I want you to be able to talk about the kind of clients that you're looking for for this space, but why, I don't know why more people are not understanding that this is a real need because going to a conference for an introverted person in the first place is, is just not comfortable. No, so, it's, yeah, yeah, it's overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. Very right? much so. Yes. Like your senses are like on hyper, you know. Oh, absolutely. And now I am not an introvert (laughs) at all. Okay. Um, On any level. So I, but I went to a conference a couple of weeks ago in Florida that was 30 hours of conference in three days. That's insane. There was no agenda. You just showed up. They, they never told you when you were going to lunch. You just went to lunch when they decided they didn't tell you who the speakers were and it was it was planned that way so you didn't miss anything you couldn't pick or choose who you were going to go talk with but I have to tell you it was for me it was overwhelming I can't imagine how it was for somebody that is not an extrovert like I am so that I was put, I truly believe I was put in that situation. So I understand it even from my standpoint, yeah. how that is. And that's what we bring to the artist showing up because my partner, she is an introvert. Yes. Because she is a computer. She, that's just her personality style. Right. Um, Although I think she's a cycling introvert yeah. now, isn't she? Yes, she is. <laughs> I had like, to throw that in for now and stuff. Um, I so, see her on Instagram with like this group of cyclers and I'm like, go Stephanie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and that's what's so exciting about having a partner from different industries yeah. and working together and having a partner from different can I say errors yeah. <laughs> from different age brackets also um, because we balance each other. Yeah. And that so really is what planning the artist showing up is. Exactly. It's- so you guys are getting a lot of different feedback into one place. Whereas traditionally, when we look at most, like, you know what I'm talking about. You I do. The traditional financial service conference, you're like, wah, wah. I yeah. mean, it's, and it's because the audience all looks the same and sounds the same, that the, the subject matter experts all look and sound the same. And it's, it's just the same. It's more of the same. Exactly. Whereas you're planning something and you're making an experience, not really a conference. Mm-hmm. Right. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's an experience. It's, it's um, from, you know, the breaks and from places to go and the speakers that we bring in, um, just all, all different areas will benefit. I, I mean, I could actually see, you know, the artist showing up for, um, People in finance, the artists showing up for for CPAs. How exciting would it be to spin the wheel 
on CPAs and give them. I was just going to say, did you just use the word excitement with CPAs? Yes. And I love all you CPAs, but let's. Right. Me too. But that's what the art of showing up is all about. It's really, it's like taking the nugget book and, and putting it out there to let people find who they are. And we're not one dimensional. And that's what I think sometimes certain conferences are. They're very one dimensional. Yeah. And they're just, it's like they pulled out the the sheet from the planning sheet from last year, pulled it out and said, order, save the date cards, you know, get the website going, you know. And then I love when they get up on the stage and they say something like this, we have an app. Like that's the most, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, so we have one more piece of something I have to manipulate for this conference. Yes. You know, yes. that should not be the most exciting part of the conference is not the app. I'm sorry. And you know, exactly. And you know, I mean, this is, this is what they have. And sometimes people can't think outside, you know, they have a hard time seeing outside their box or outside oh, their yeah. four walls. Yeah. So we're hoping that the art of showing up could help them. No, not hope. The, other side. the art of showing up will, will help, help them. them see outside. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's definitely like I said, and I've seen some of the feedback from the events that you've done. It's been really impressive. So, mm, thank uh, you. Um, so as we wrap up, I always yeah. tell everybody, I love to ask questions so people get to know you better as a person. And Great. I, you know, I have to answer them too. So it's not like I leave <laughs> you out there hanging to drive. <laughs> and uh, so I picked out some fun ones for you. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Okay. So what is your favorite sport to watch? Ooh, interesting. Um, I would have to say, not coming from a very sport-oriented household, I love golf. To watch? I I love to watch golf. I do, because I I am so stinking (laughs) impressed by how far they hit the ball and how close they get to the pin. It just blows me away, their talent. Do you know um, that's on my bucket list? I've never played a game of golf in my life. I've played a couple of times. My husband says that I'm a golfer. I'm not quite sure where he's getting that from, but that's, that's, his, that's his vision of me, right? Yeah. And I'll take that. So golf. Golf would be um, my favorite sport to watch. I love me some baseball. I love it. I really like to go to the live. Well, I live in St. Louis. Go Cardinals. Do not send me hate mail over this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Can I say I'm a Red Sox fan? You can say whatever you want. I'll be over here counting all my pennants, you know. (laughs) So, uh, no, I I love it. I was telling, I was on, where was I? Baltimore, I think. And the, there was this little boy and he had a Yankees hat on, right? And he was so cute because he knew his numbers. Because I said, you a Yankees fan? Yeah, I am. How many, you know, World Series? And he knew exactly his number. And I said, oh, I'm a Cardinals fan. He goes, oh, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's right. I said, but did you know that we finally beat you in something? And the dad looked up and I said, we are now the most hated team on MajorLeagueBaseball.com. It says so. Check it out. <laughs> we are now the most hated team. Woohoo! He knows. Woo-hoo. But that was mine. It had to be baseball. Otherwise, my dad would probably hunt me down and be like, you said what? It's got to be baseball. <laughs> How about this one? What are, what are some pet peeves that you might have or a pet peeve that you have? Oh, my. How much time do we have? No. <laughs> I would say, um, ooh, that's a good one. 
not picking up after yourself. That is really, really a pet peeve of mine. I, that on a personal level, not, not picking up on a business side, I would say not following up when you say you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. But picking up socks and picking up socks under the table or shoes were not. Yeah. That that's my, or not putting dishes in the dishwasher when it's right there. Okay. So there you go. I'm so mine, mine's going to be the people <laughs> who take up two to four parking spots with your car. <laughs> I love that. They I come literally dislike you <laughs> and hope something bad happens to your car. Isn't that bad? <laughs> See, I'm not so nice. I'm not so nice. You know, and, it's, and you know, it's, I, my thing is this. How about the people who do it and they're parked like, don't park it. Don't do that. Especially don't do it up close. Okay. Right. But right. I always laugh at the ones who do two to four car spots like out in the back of the thing. And I look at that and I think nobody wants to park there anyway. No. And, <laughs> and, and so I do have to tell you, I am the person I have maybe in my life been the person who's parked their car like a half inch from your car, like literally have spent 17 times pulling it as close as I That they have to get in through the passenger side and climb over? I've totally been that person. And I leave them a note, maybe I've done this, that says, if you think about hurting my car, I've already taken a picture of my car and your license plate. And your license plate number. I go legit. Hey. Wow. I told you it's a pet peeve of mine. Can't stand it. Yeah. Didn't expect to hear that from me, did you? <laughs> and how about this one? What foods do you dislike? Oh. Not many. That's <laughs> um <laughs> That was like the dentist asking me if I had any food allergies. I'm like, have you looked at me? Clearly none. <laughs> none. Uh, sardines and anchovies. Oh, so I hate you, lima beans. Stay out of my plate. Lima beans. Oh, and I'm going to tell you, if one more person, seriously, Jim Gaffigan, saddle up. I don't want to hear about your kale. I don't okay. want to hear about it. I don't want it dried. I don't want it fried. I don't want it anywhere. I don't care if it's going to save me two years of my life. I don't care. You don't want to eat your kale. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see the cat agree. You, you heard the, the cat. cat doesn't like kale. <laughs> the like, cat was like, Kobe's no like, kale. No kale. Kale, no. That's just what the cat just said. Kale, no. <laughs> I know, right? So now you know a lot about me. And so I'm doing this dieting thing. And I, first thing somebody, I was like, I want to hear kale. We're not. Nope. We're not going there. Nope, we're not getting there. No. <laughs> so good. So how do listeners get in touch with you? What's the best way to find you, your contact you, your resources, et cetera? Absolutely. Well, all social media platforms you'll see Pam Drizwicky or Powerful Purpose out there. Um, and my website is powerful-purpose.com. They could email me at Pam at powerful-purpose.com. And that's where I am, but I am out there everywhere, right, Cheryl? You see me everywhere. I'm always. She really is. I'm such a proud like social media strategist. I'm going. Oh, I hurt you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and before we sign out, can can I just talk real quick about 
the powerful purpose planner. Yeah. Okay, so this was my next labor of love that I got done this year. And it is a planner and it's resources to help you stay present in a multitask world. So that will be out there on my website also. We'll make sure too that it has links. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, easy ways to keep present. Because, you know, the more stuff we plan in our lives and when we don't get to it, then it adds guilt and then the guilt drives us crazy. So I try to make this a spot that is just um, non-guilty. Is that a word? Unguilty? Why not? <laughs> Unguilty un un space. Okay. If they can add vaping to the uh, dictionary. Yeah. You get any right. you want because I think that's and the dumbest word I've ever heard in right. my life. I know. <laughs> it's I'm the dumbest word. And I, don't send me hate mail over that either. All you vapors. <laughs> I don't need it. Okay. That and the cardinal haters. I don't need it. No. Right. So no. you can pick any word that you want. Unguilting I space. <laughs> I take it. I accept it. So That's I beautiful. just think that your book is fantastic and, you know, and I'm going to take time this year to write a Friday reads, uh, review and put it on the website to share with everyone. Um, I, I want to really thank you also for just not only being on the show, but being so inclusive, outreaching, you know, your words, your talent, you're just someone that I hold very close in my heart. And I've always been grateful for the time that we share and especially today. So thank you for doing this. Honestly. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The F Word. You can learn more about today's guests and the topics we covered in our show notes. And if you love today's podcast, it had a cat in it. You have to love it. It's like social media <laughs> law. Please be sure to subscribe and don't keep it a secret. We want you to share it. Make sure you hashtag females and finance in your post so that we can engage with you as well. And we want you to always remember The F Word. It's where females and finance are not dirty words. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you.